Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 20. Ooh, I can't believe we made it to 20. I can't either. I mean, we barely made it. I am sitting here with my very muscular and charming co-host, Rob. I wouldn't say charming. <laughs> muscular, yes. Charming, no. You're charming when you want to be. When I want to be. When I'm drinking. Yeah, so we need or to... Or sex. Anyway, we need to apologize for being late on this episode. Um, I didn't think anybody would notice, but I did get one text from a friend of mine. So I guess one person noticed. noticed. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were actually arguing when we were supposed to record. Yes. So we were not in the mood to pretend to be happy. I can separate my professional life and my personal life. Lena cannot do that. When Lena is in a bad mood, Lena cannot pretend to be happy. Yeah, I can. So, I've been pretending to be happy for a long time. That's not nice. <laughs> anyway. See? Today. How good of a pretender I am? Today, we are going to talk about the importance of play as an adult. But before we get to that, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. You know, I've been so busy lately. That I haven't even had time to keep up with all the latest world events and stuff like that. Why have you been so busy? And we do a podcast. I don't even know what's going on in the world. Yeah, that's true. You are out of the loop. I've just been working a lot and I have to do stuff around the house and I don't have time to sit in front of the TV or be on my laptop all the time. Well, lucky for you, there's an app for that. Really? There's an app for everything. <laughs> there is. It's called Newsly. Newsly. Yeah. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. I wonder how many voices they used before they decided to do a human voice. I don't know. What do you think the other options were? Maybe Goatman. <laughs> Sasquatch. Well, for the first time in, in the history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 40 countries. Our podcast, Unchecked Baggage, is there too. Yes. So download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly, that's N-E-W-S-L-Y dot M-E, or from the link in the description, and use promo code BAGGAGE that would also put <laughs> that I'll also put in the description and receive a one month free premium subscription. But it's free just to have it. Yeah. 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 The paid yeah. subscription that you pick certain stores you want. Yeah. The app is free. Uh, but if you want the premium, then I think it doesn't have ads and stuff like right. that. And you get some more features, but I've used the free version and I really like it. It's nice. I like the English lady's voice. That's not surprising to me. <laughs> so download the app. Thanks everybody. And we are back. So we're going to do this episode about the importance of play. I love play. <laughs> I know you do. Um, the reason that I even thought about this topic is because one of my Facebook friends posted this article from Goop. Um, I never thought I'd read a Goop article, but um, this was actually pretty interesting. It was called... Goop is the stuff I use to clean my hands at work. Mm -hmm. hmm, it's also a magazine by, uh, well, it's a magazine and a website by oh. Gwyn Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. And it's famous for being um, a little woo-woo. Is she the one that does a candle that smells like a vagina? Yes. Oh, I need to get one. that. 
Okay. So this article is called what happens when you stop multitasking. So thanks to my friend, Anne, I uh, found this article. Um, it talks about uh, a book by author Thatcher wine called the 12 monotasks do one thing at a time to do everything better. And it says, quote, author Thatcher wine, author Thatcher wine discovered he got more out of life when he did it one thing at a time. He calls it monotasking, a practice in present moment awareness that doesn't ask you to shut your eyes and turn off your to-do list and instead invites you to immerse yourself in whatever you're up to right now. Hmm. I really liked that because, I mean, we've, we've always heard that multitasking, you know, like I'm a great multitasker. Like it's such a, a big deal. To I, be am, able to, I am actually a great multitasker. Well, the thing is, is that there's really no such thing as multitasking because at any one point in time, you're really only doing one thing. Even if you're switching back and forth quickly, you're still just doing one thing at one particular point in time. Um, uh, most of the time. Yes. But I've, I've at work, I've been doing something and answering a question for somebody else. That's multitasking. I guess you could be moving your hands and talking at the same time. Hands moving on one thing and your mouth (laughs) moving on the other. Okay. I stand corrected. So, but I, in general, yes, you know, multitasking, you go back from one to the other. Mm -hmm. So you're technically doing two tasks at one time, but I don't know if that would necessarily be called multitasking. Well, I think it would if you are actually doing two. Well, because you're well, you're doing one, then back to the other. So right. You're just not finishing each. You're like maybe you're not finishing one. You start one, start the other, then you finish the other, and then finish the other. Yeah. So it's still one thing at a time, but more than one thing at a time. Yeah, and in my opinion, it's really better if you just carve some time out to focus on the one thing, get it done, then switch to the other thing. Uh, but I know that some some jobs aren't conducive to that, like yours. Um, but really this article isn't necessarily, or or the thing that I took from it wasn't the multitasking or monotasking part. Um, it's really about the importance of play in your life as an adult. Um, at at some point in most adults life lives, they just stop playing. It's like, we all collectively feel like all of our adult time needs to be productive in some way, but that's not true. And it's just as important to be able to enjoy your life by taking time out to play and enjoy and be present in the moment for no other reason than just sheer enjoyment. And I decided to do this topic because really I'm the worst at being serious too often. Or the best. Yes. You're the best good at being serious too often. I'm very good at being serious. I'm I'm very driven and I think that it's served me well in a lot of ways. But I also have to make a concentrated effort to add fun into my life. I have found that since you've been with me, you have loosened up some. I think you're right. But you can't, nobody can be around me too long without loosening up. That's true. I would have gone crazy if I hadn't. Like right now in my life, I'm kind of laser focused on three things. Uh, One, I'm losing weight because I'm getting prepared for surgery in March. Two, I'm decluttering my house in hopes that this will actually give me more time to play later. And three, I'm working. Um, I, I've got a new job. I'm building a new department. And so that um, takes up a lot of my time, obviously, but also my brain space. So I'm always thinking about how to, how to do things better. I think, Rob, you're probably one of the most playful people that I've ever known. And I really think that that helps to balance out my seriousness. Why do you think that you're such a playful person? Um, I don't know. I think it started when I was a mid to late teens. And some of that was to 
to hide pain. And then I just got more playful as I got older. Like to me, being playful is, is making the jokes about just about everything. Mm-hmm. And it just helps what people can't get a read on if you're serious or not serious. So it keeps, it's, to me, it's more of a protection thing mostly, but, um, I do like to play games and not mm-hmm. be serious. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I, I love your, nobody knows if I'm serious or not. Sometimes I'll play stupid. Like people look at me like, are you stupid? Not really. Just when you think I'm stupid, it's <laughs> just part of my playing. Well, most adults aren't like that. Most of us at some point turn all serious. Uh, but maybe we can learn something from our younger selves because, you know, when we were kids, we played. So what are some ways that kids play? What did we do as kids? Rob, what did you do as a kid to play? I played sports like football, soccer, rode my bike everywhere. Like I would, I'd run my bike like four miles just to school because of where I lived. There wasn't a school ready. We played freeze wow. tag. Was it uphill both ways? In the yes, snow? it was. It was weird. No, <laughs> it's no, it was uphill both ways though, which is weird. How did I do that? Um, we played then at, on the weekends or at night, played, played freeze tag, uh, red rover. You know what red rover is? Yeah. You know what freeze tag is? Red, red rover, red rover. Let somebody come somebody over. Come over. And they yeah. Try to and break they try the arm to bar. Break the arms. Yeah. We also played one, which I can't say what it's called then, but it was like, uh, it was like 10 of us. We throw the ball in the air. You tackle the person with the ball or they would pass the ball, hide and seek. Um, then where I live, we had these big tunnels that went under the city, like sewer tunnels that you could walk in. So mm-hmm. we do that and we could just, we start at one end and just find out, be like three miles and come out totally different spot. Did you ever see any mutant turtles? No, I didn't. It's not New York city. Had sex in them though. <laughs> uh, sex speaking of, then I played baseball and did, st- and then street racing. All right. Street racing though was like either quarter mile or street racing through the streets. We call it rat racing where somebody would try to catch you. And they had the only way they catch you is they had to get to a spot where you couldn't leave like in a trapped in a spot, in a place. For a little while when I lived in Oklahoma, um, we used to play this game with, uh, CB radios and they would try to something like that. Like it was like hide and seek with cars and CB radios. No, we didn't have CB radios. We would just <laughs> chase each other, like high speed chases through, through people's yards. Yeah. Run red lights, that kind of stuff. Oh. Teen, you know, crazy yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, mine was CB radios for some reason. I guess my friends are kind of country. I never had a CB radio <laughs> ever. Well, I never have either. I was just along for the ride. I was too young to drive at that point. Well, when I was a kid, I used to love to walk on stilts. My grand, my grandpa actually made us a pair of stilts. Really? And I would get out in the front yard and just walk on those stilts. I loved it. That was so much fun until they broke. That was a bummer when they broke. I walked on stilts before, but it was for work. Yeah. For painting. Yeah. We had that, those stilts and they, those things are hard to walk into. Yeah. My dad, he used to have a pair of those. So I've seen him walk on those stilts. These were different. They were like the kind that you also like you put your feet on, but there's no strap or anything. And then you held them with your hands too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you like walked. These, these step, these, the ones I walked on, they strapped around your shoe mm-hmm. and you had to adjust the tension because if by weight. Mm-hmm. So if you like put it too much, you would just, it would just push you forward. Yeah. I don't think my balance is as good as it used to be. So I don't think I'd try that again. 
but anyway, I used to also play softball. I played volleyball. Um, I like to ride my bike. I played tetherball, four square. We used to build forts out of blankets and sheets in the house. I used to love to draw. Uh, played a lot of card games, a lot of video games, board games. We went to amusement parks, and I loved to dance. So those are some of those. I would have done video games, but when I was a kid, there wasn't a video game, really. <laughs> Did they have even Pong? Yeah, Pong came out kid? when I was like 14 or 15, I think. Like 74, 75 was Pong. That was so exciting just to go to the little white thing go, ding. Like, wow, look at that. It's on our TV. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we had the fir- very first Nintendo, um, and we played that so much. I think it was called Atari. Yeah. Yeah. Atari did Pong. Yeah. My grandparents actually had an old Atari, and this was after Super Nintendo had already come out. And so I was used to, like, better video games. And then I went over to my grandparents' house, and my grandma was – or my grandmommy, um, she showed me their Pong game, and I played it. I was like, gosh, this is so boring. I know. Yeah, it wasn't boring to us, though, when we first got it. It's like, wow. She had it hooked up to this little black and white TV that they had forever. You know, the kind with, the, like, the rabbit ears and the, I had one. And the knob, circle it had, knob. It had, the UH, it had the VHF knob and the UHF knob. I don't even know what that Two means. knobs. So Yeah, it did. Like, one knob would be for channel 5, 8, 11. The other knob is for 33, 39, all the 40 channels. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Back in the olden <laughs> days. So why is play important as an adult? Well, I found some articles. Helpguide.org call uh, an article called The Benefits of Play for Adults. It says that playing as an adult can relieve stress by releasing endorphins and can actually be a temporary pain reliever, believe it or not. Mm. I think that's really cool. It can also improve brain function by doing things that challenge you like chess or board games and playing games with other people can help with depression. You know how to play chess? I don't. I don't, I do not know how to play chess. I've learned like tried to learn over the years. I used to play it all the time. And I used to kind of have a basic understanding of what the moves were, but I never really, I don't think I'm smart enough for chess. Yes, you are. I don't, I don't think so. You are. I'm, I'm, I'm never thinking. 10 steps ahead and that's what you've got to do with chess true but it's not that hard of a game really hmm. just got to play it well um play can also stimulate the mind and boost creativity kids learn by playing and adults can too it can also help you to become a better problem solver by stimulating your imagination mm-hmm. i agree with that it can also improve relationships and your con- connection to others it can keep you feeling young and energetic I think that's your secret. You're just, you're playful and that's why you stay so That's young. why little kids love me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where I go. Little kids just like, I'm a magnet for little kids. <laughs> I, I don't know what, maybe it's because I don't know if they can just sense my playfulness or what. Like I don't even have to even start playing with them. It's just like, mm-hmm. did you know that playing can actually improve your resistance to disease? That's why I never get sick. I've never been sick in my life. Okay. You do get sick. You always say, I never get sick, but you always forget the times that you've been sick. Well, I don't count crabs. <laughs> I don't count STDs as being sick, okay? That's just a, that's just a byproduct of being a good lover. <laughs> no comment. This article also mentions how important it is to be 
or how, how important and helpful it is to play at work. I play at work. Yeah. Like I keep people, some of the stuff we're going to suggest later I've done at work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think having a playful work environment is really important because people, otherwise people just get so serious and like stressed out. That's probably why people who work with other people after working for me, they usually have problems with their boss because usually their boss is really serious. Like this is the way it has to be done and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. When I'll make it fun. Yeah. You got to make it fun yeah. or else people don't want to work for you. Oh. It, it, so playing at work, it keeps you functional when you're under stress it refreshes your mind and body. It encourages teamwork. It increases energy and prevents burnout. It triggers creativity and innovation. And it helps you to see problems in new ways. I think that's so true because if you sometimes can just step away and do something totally unrelated to work, when you come back, you can kind of see it with a fresh perspective. Mm-hmm. And so I really do think it helps. Like elbows. Elbows started out as a playful thing at my work. And I turned into a whole three months worth of fetish. So Rob has an elbow fetish. He let everybody on Facebook know. It all it. started at work. It's really weird. Huh? Well, it, all the employees started doing it. So <laughs> it was a bonding experience. He doesn't actually have an elbow fetish. I don't think. Yes, I do. Do you? Yes, I love elbows. Oh, you're so weird. Anyway, playing is good for your relationship too. It is. So I found an article on marriage.com, 10 reasons why couples who play together stay together. Okay. Okay. So here's some benefits of playing. Okay. It can, it can sort of renew your marriage, sort of renew it said. So I'm guessing like if you, if you feel like you're in a rut, so you start playing games and that, that, Brings out like the competition of each cup, each person, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, just playing a game will mm-hmm. make you feel more playful, right? Usually, then there's flirting. Mm-hmm. Some people get sex. In my case, no. <laughs> okay, and then it says uh, it's also great for reducing boredom. So, but that's just if you change it up. Like you can't play the same game every time. Right. Like you can't say, "Hey, let's play Trivial Pursuit." Or let's play Monopoly or let's play this. Every single so, time. Yeah, you want to play uh, different games. Or you can play like one card, like say Gin Rummy, and say let's play to a 1,000. Mm-hmm. And you play like a little bit here and there until you get to a 1,000 and get a winner that way. But you want to don't want to play the same game all the time, then that would get boring. You've been back in the same spot you were in before you started playing games, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's great for communication because most games require some form of communication. True. No matter what got to talk. Well, I guess you can do it without talking. <laughs> I probably could. Uh, it improves trust. So an example would be, say you take a cooking class, you're counting on your partner to do their share of the cooking, mm-hmm. right? That's so true. So that teamwork, you know, so like you can't, both of you have to make your own little part of the recipe. Um, it's great for boosting general happiness. So who doesn't enjoy relaxing or doing a fun activity? So, you know, you look forward to, Hey, we're going to play a game tonight. Maybe, you know, you get it a drink, um, some wine or whatever, and you go on the patio or whatever, and you just kind of relax and play a game. Forget about all your other shit you got going on. Mm-hmm. Generates positive emotions as a couple. Those that play together stay together. That's what this article is about. So unless – only thing I see or the problem is this is, is, is unless one of the people is really, really, really competitive 
Yeah. And hates losing. And if they always lose and they'll say, I don't play any games with you anymore. Yeah. You have to have somebody that wants to play the game for the sake of playing the game. Not, not to be to the win. winner. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even though I always win. You don't. I know. <laughs> it makes positive memories together. Cause then you can talk about, Hey, remember the time we did this, we did that instead of just remember this sh- show we watched. Remember that time we just sat and stared at each other. <laughs> We sat next to each other on the couch and looked at our phones. Yeah. Remember, remember we both surfing on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, so it also makes compromise becomes easier. Say, say one of you wants to play cars and the other wants to do something else. So then you learn how to compromise. Mm-hmm. Like if you're trying to sign on a game, one person might want to play one game. You might want to play the other game and you say, Oh, let's do this. And then the next time, Oh, remember last time we did your game, let's do my game this time. So Te- teaches you how to get along with others. Yes. Play nice with others. Uh, number nine, trigger sexual intimacy. Just add a romantic spin to your games like strip poker or add a dare to trivia. Mm-hmm. So an a- example would be if you're playing Trivia Pursuit or whatever, you say, here's the question. If you miss the question, you have to take your shirt off or you have to do this or whatever. Take a drink. So you can do this as a couple instead of having a big group of people around. Mm-hmm. So that adds a little bit more spice to it. I like it. Uh, number 10 helps couples develop rituals and traditions like game night or trying something totally new. So instead of the basic, it's Saturday night, let's go have dinner, come home, chit chat, have sex. Okay. That's what most couples do. I'm imagining. <laughs> Is it? Well, they not even go to <laughs> dinner. Done a poll. They might, well, I could do a poll. Yeah. But most couples probably on the weekend, whatever their sex day is, they go out to eat or they watch a TV or they watch a movie then they have sex. So this just gives you something else to do. Like we can go to eat or we can play this game mm-hmm. or we can go eat and then play this game. So it just adds a little bit of another layer of stuff that you can do. I love playing games. Me too. So also, uh, there's some apps that can help you play games. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's one app called Coupley, which basically it just gives you quizzes to take to improve your relationship. So like it asks you questions and then they'll send the same questions to your partner and then you kind of compare where you're at in a relationship. That's called Couply, C-O-U-P-L-Y. Okay. There's another one called Desire with that just basically suggests things for you to do romantically. So it gives you like a little, you can, you can pick which one you want. Like if you want it to be like friendship or if you want it to be more sexual, then they'll give you more sexual stuff to do. Okay. And then the one I, other one I like the best is called the nudge. So basically the nudge, you download the app and you pick what's the big city that you're in. Okay. So we picked Dallas cause that's where we live or I picked Dallas. So then it gives you once a week, it sends you an idea for a date. Like, Hey, you can go to this restaurant. They're having a special if you like fish. And then it, at one time it sent me a question asking me, I know where the weather's cold. Um, maybe it's a good night for a movie. And then it sent me four choices of what kind of genre of movie I wanted to watch. And I picked one and it said, okay, then watch this movie. So it gives you ideas of movies to watch and then places to go in your local area, which is pretty cool. That is cool. Cause if you're not just naturally a playful person, it, the, all of those can give you ideas. I like yeah. That. Yeah. Oh, also it sent me a one for, um, a comedy show that was just for the nudge. And oh. if you said, if you said that you, if you bought the tickets with the nudge code they sent you, you got it for $5 instead of $15. So just stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. The nudge. Well, once I am ready to go back out in public, we can do some of those things. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to avoid public spaces right now so that I don't get COVID because I don't want my 
surgery to have to be delayed. You don't have to get COVID in a restaurant, babe. That's why you can take your mask off to eat. What? If you go to a restaurant, you wear your mask into the restaurant. But when you sit down at the table to eat, you can take your mask off. COVID does not bother you while you're eating. <laughs> okay. Everybody knows that. Now that we've established how important play is for your health, productivity, and relationships, let's talk about some ways to play as an adult. I know that we did just talk about some ideas yep. for relationships, but we have more ideas. Uh, so what are some of those? Rob, what is your favorite way or, or your favorite, what are your favorite ways to play as an adult? Well, my favorite as an adult is, is when we do role plays, <laughs> but I like, I like to do just like, Hey, today let's do a role play. I like to do the role plays where we string it out for like two or three weeks as we're totally different people. Cause mm-hmm. it just adds to the excitement. Like I totally dress differently. I buy special clothes to wear so that when we actually do meet, I look like a totally different person. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that role playing. But if it came to games, I, I like trivia games the best. Well, because you're really good at them. I'm not big on trivia because I suck at trivia so much. I like trivia. I can't and... remember random facts. Yeah, I got so much. Yeah, but because you're not old. When you're old, you just got shit just in there. I don't think so. I don't think I'm ever going to, I'm like a, I'm a problem solver kind of person where I always start like from the beginning and take it step by step by step. But little things like facts don't just stick in my head. They fall out. I don't know Hmm. why. And cards. I like to play cards, Mm -hmm. but a lot of games are hard to play with two people. You got to pick like. Rummy or something you play with two people and then you just, well, this isn't, we're not, now we're not talking about just relationship stuff. We're talking about just in general. So this could be playing by yourself or with others. Playing by myself. I do that a lot. <laughs> Anything else? Well, like trivia, like even on my phone, I have a trivia, trivia app. Like you can do that by yourself mm-hmm. and words with friends. Yeah. So no, that's all I got. The things I like to do as an adult, um, are escape rooms, that's probably one of my favorite things to do that Rob won't do with me Mm-mm. because he is afraid of getting locked in. You know how I escape the room by not even going in it in the first place. Um, I also love haunted houses. Another thing Rob won't do with me. So if anybody needs an escape room or a haunted house buddy, you let me know. Mm-hmm. Uh, concerts. I really like concerts. Although as I'm getting just a little bit older, they don't hold the same appeal, especially ones in like August in Texas outside. It's just so hot. So I'm not as, as excited about concerts anymore, but I do love comedy shows. Um, I've got a coloring book that I'll color in sometimes. Uh, I like to play board games, do trivia nights. Um, because usually that's us getting together with friends and having drinks and laughs. So that, that's what I like about it. Not the actual trivia. Uh, I also like when we're on vacation to do snorkeling. I like to play cornhole, uh, pool volleyball, regular volleyball. Those are some of the things I like to do as a grown up. Yeah. So I like the trivia part. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Going to concerts. Yeah. Gambling. I only gamble during NFL season though. Yeah. So I'm not a, like a habitual gambler. Snorkeling, vacationing, elaborate role play, like I said earlier, and sword fighting. Sword fighting? Yeah, sword fighting. I don't even want to know. Uh, PsychCentral.com has an article called The Importance of Play for Adults. And psychiatrist Stuart Brown, MD, author of the book called Play and founder of the National Institute for Play, 
says that play is everywhere. Hang on. Is there a National Institute for everything? Probably. Okay. It's just like (laughs) National Institute for play. Like, do we even need that? Obviously we do. Obviously. Okay. It's just weird how everything has a National Institute now. It's just, I just, it was just weird that you said National Institute for play. It's just like, I don't even think we need that. I've never heard of it either. I don't know. Look it up. (laughs) See what they're doing. Maybe you could get some ideas. Okay. He says, quote, play is art, books, movies, music, comedy, flirting, and daydreaming. Brown called play a state of being, purposeless fun and pleasurable, end quote. For the most part, the focus is on the actual experience, not on accomplishing a goal, he said. Whoops, I end quoted too soon, (laughs) end quote. So ideas from this article and one from NPR.org. So you don't even have to – if you play games, you don't even have to have a winner really. It's just Mm-mm. to play the game. Yeah, it's yeah. just the, the act of playing that, that's what you're, I guess, going for, mm-hmm. not winning and losing. Um, an article from NPR.org called Play Doesn't End With Childhood, Why Adults Need Recess Too. Uh, here are some ideas um, these articles say that the important thing is that it feels fun to you and not like a chore. If it's a chore, it's not playing. So some of these things might not feel like play to you. So if they don't, then don't do them for play. Um, you could do knitting. Uh, you could play tennis. You could walk your dog, surround yourself with playful people, play with kids. You could do board games, gambling, chess, um, winning prizes on the boardwalk. That's always fun. Those are just a few ideas and really the options are limitless. And how about things to do as a couple? So I got an article from women's health mag, 26 couple games for fun, romantic date night. Oh, sorry. Okay. So, uh, 26 couple games for a fun, romantic date night. So, uh, one thing you can do is 20 questions. This is what I used to do at my work all the time. So 20 questions, if you don't know what it is, is that one person thinks of a, of a person, place, or thing. And then the other person asks 20 questions to try to guess what that is. Okay. It's very, uh, it's actually fun because at work we did it and we'd be working and then I would just say, is he alive or dead? And he would say, dead. And I'd say, okay. And then we keep working some more. And then I just ask, keep random, you know, like I thought of it. So there's no time limit. It takes okay. like two or three hours sometimes to play. <laughs> but it kept things fun. Uh, so we already talked about this, the nudge text. Um, so they text you date ideas in the city that you choose. Now, from what I saw when I downloaded the app, it's only for the like major cities. So if you don't live close to a major city, you might not be able to get it. But there was at least 15 or 20 cities that I saw just off the top of my head in the United States. I don't know if it's in other countries or not, but we don't have anybody that listens to us in other countries anyway. We sure do. I know. I'm just what kidding. are you talking about? Uh, so then they got, there's one called copycat movie. That's where you act out a scene from one of your favorite movies. <laughs> if you could pick any scene from any movie for us to act out together, which would it be? Um, it would probably be the scene in the Godfather I knew you were gonna pick where Michael comes out of the bathroom and then <laughs> shoots the guy in the throat and then shoots him in the head and then drops the gun and walks out. Who's the shooter and who's the shooter? We can, we can alternate it. That's a terrible scene. Oh, no. But that's just one off the top of my head. Mm, There's okay. more. Okay. Um, take a couples quiz, which we talked about earlier too. And then the last one is role play, which we also talked about. We talked about too, but you don't <laughs> have to be, it didn't have to be elaborate role playing all the time. You could just be like, you know, 
Um, say you're going to go someplace, um, like to mall or whatever, and you just kind of separate and you accidentally run into each other. And then when you run into each other, you pretend like you don't know each other. And then each of you drop the name of whoever you're going to be for that time. Like, Hey, I'm Neil. I'm whatever. And then you just start from there. That kind of thing. Then you go home and have wild, passionate sex. <laughs> Sounds awesome, babe. So I challenge both of our listeners to start playing a game together. Then let us let us know how it goes and what game or activities you picked. Um, I would also recommend the couples adventure game. Um, we're going to talk about that in a second. Lena and I have it, and a few things we have done so far have been great. So, and how about we choose something to do together over the next? Well, I, I initially said over the next week or so, but, um, I've decided what I want to do is take this book that we got for Christmas one year and scratch one of these off. So we have this book. So everybody knows it's called the adventure, the adventure challenge couples edition. And it's got, um, a bunch of different dates. How many, date pa- how many pages is that? Uh, how many pages? Yeah. It looks like it's about 50 pages. About, um, 30. 30 pages and each page has two or three date ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, it's really cool. It's, it's like a scratch off ticket. So what I want to do is pick something from this section called the creative couple so that we can do a date tonight. Why don't you tell them a couple of sections that are in there? Um, oh, okay. So, um, let's see. There are go to the- and it, and it, so in the front of the book, it has like the little, this little key code that tells you what you need for the date. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the date is. So like if you need food, it'll have like a little cart saying that you have to go grocery shopping. So you, you can kind of know, or also if you want to go on a budget, it has a little thing for a budget. So you kind of get an idea what it's going to be before you scratch it off. It tells you, yeah, if you need a babysitter, if it's going to be indoors or outdoors, if it's going to be active or, um, if you can do it at home or it's got, yeah, right. it's got all the little icons and some of the chapters are, um, Let's see, food with bay. So if you want to do dates that involve meals, um, I'm crazy about you. That's dates that deep dive into your date's mind and emotions. Um, this one that we're about to do, creative couple, it d- dates that involve art or creativity. Um, double dates. So if you want to grab another couple and don't scratch off the date until they arrive. Then yeah, you can that sounds like And then also when you scratch off the date, there's a little sticky thing where you can take a picture. Mm-hmm. And then you just put that picture next to the, what the date was. Yeah. And whenever I got robbed this book, um, I also got a little, um, photo printer. So it prints off tiny little sticker photos. So yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. So we have four different options in this section, creative couple. We could, um, do the ones, there are three of them that say before 7 p.m., and one that says anytime. Anytime. It takes about one to two hours. Okay. So you don't want to be restricted on time. No. Okay. So I got, I got shit to do today. I am going to scratch this off now. She's scratching right now with her brand new $1.99 nail. Mm-hmm. Don't even get me started on these nails. I'm so upset with them. They're so expensive. I like how your boobs jiggle when you do that. And they just... <laughs> they were expensive nails and they just chipped and chipped and chipped. Not happy with them. Okay. All right. Our date idea is each of you write five words onto tiny strips of paper for a total of 10 pieces. These can be any words 
you want. Just hmm. don't tell each other. Put all 10 words into a hat and draw out a total of five. Now, co-write a song, <laughs> poem, rap, or short story using the five words. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mine's going to have a lot of sex in it. You say, you know, <laughs> sex, penis, titties. Words whatever. can be used multiple times, but they must be introduced in the order they were drawn. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So maybe we'll. Wait. So let's do a rap. <laughs> no, seriously. Let's do a rap song because then we can record the rap song and then we'll, sh- we'll do a video of us doing the rap. Okay. Somebody else needs to record the rap well, song because we I am not we'll, a rapper. We won't rap it. We'll just. How about we just do a poem? poem. Okay. We'll make a poem. <laughs> we'll just read the poem. Yeah. We'll do that. Or if we're not talented enough to make it a poem, then we'll oh. just do a short story. I'm talented enough. I can make words rhyme. Oh, that's true. Yes. Whenever we did that um, that scavenger hunt for the kids, you were really good at yeah, that. Yeah. Coming up with I come up with some rhymes. Shit. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we will report back on how that date goes. Okay. So I found an interesting fun fact. It was hard for me to find a fun fact about playing because everything came back to porn, basically. Mm-hmm. So this is a relationship one about uh, how a relationship can last. So the fun fact is... So birth order can influence whether a marriage succeeds or fails. The most successful marriages are those where the oldest sister of brothers marries the youngest brother of sisters. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got that? That's so That's complicated. Little, right. Okay. The uh, two firstborns, however, tend to be more aggressive and can create higher levels of tension. Yes, they can. Yeah. That's us. That's a, oh, that's us, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. The highest divorce rates are when an only child marries another only child, probably because they're only child selfish. That's are selfish, why. and they don't share. And then if they get married, then they have to share. They're not used to having a compromise. Would be my guess. Yes. No offense to any uh, unselfish only children. It's science, babe. It's right here in writing. <laughs> so I thought that was weird. How it's the oldest sister of brothers, and then marries brothers of sisters. I wonder. I wonder why. Uh, my guess would be that I, I don't know about the age order, but I, a um, sister of brothers knows how to live with boys and a brother of sisters knows, knows how, to how to live with girls. So I think they've got a lot of experience oh, yeah, dealing with yeah. someone that is the opposite sex and, you know, just how their, you know, moods are and, you know, the differences between That makes sex. sense. Okay. I don't know what the age order has to do with it though. Oh, well, maybe. Okay. So it's saying the oldest, uh, Sister, the woman's the oldest or right. the oldest child. The brothers. Um, Women tend to mature faster, so I don't know. Maybe maybe women like more immature men. So maybe the older the it didn't say what the age difference is. Maybe the older uh, girl in the family has younger brothers, and she naturally is taking care of them, helping yeah. babysit or whatever. So maybe. And then the older brother, I mean the the younger brother, maybe he's looking out for his older sisters. Oh, so something like yeah, that. That yeah. totally makes sense. Yeah, okay. Okay. Glad we glad solved we, that problem. Yeah, glad we figured that all out. All right. So that's it for this week. Um, make sure you guys start playing and having fun if you're not already and email us to let us know if it's helping in any yeah, part of your life. Yeah, let us know life. if you come up with some kind of interesting, uh, games or role playing or, uh, if there's a game that, um, uh, you found. So one thing also uh, we'll go real quick is if you go on to Amazon or wherever you can get these games that ask, uh, personal questions of each partner. Mm-hmm. 
Um, those are also good to get. It's not, but you want to do them all in one night. We did ours in one night that time. Yeah. You know, you want to do like five and then you just ask a question and then that person answers it. And then they ask you the same question. That's also another thing to do. That was a really good way to get to know each other better. Yeah. I really, I enjoy that. It doesn't matter how long you've been together because there might be something that a question triggers that you didn't ever think of before and you bring it up. Yeah. Like something from your past you never thought to share before or. You know, just your your thoughts on some subject that you've never really talked about. Right. It's never come up. Okay. So here's my joke. Do you know who the most popular guy at the news colony is? Who? It's the one who carries a cup of coffee in each hand and a dozen donuts. <laughs> you know, good. because the donuts are on his penis probably. Got, got it, babe. That's what people – okay. You don't, you don't have to spell everything out for us. Thank you. I think our listeners are pretty smart people. I hope so. Otherwise, they wouldn't be listening to us. That's true. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to us for relationship advice or to tell us how awesome we are. Please email us at unchecked.af at gmail.com. We can also be found at uncheckedbaggage.co on Facebook by searching at unchecked.af. Our Twitter handle is at unchecked.bagga1 or search for unchecked.af on Instagram. And we're now on TikTok. Search unchecked.baggage, one word. Thank you to Jessica at Jesse B Creative for our awesome cover art. And thanks for everyone, to everyone, for listening to Unchecked Baggage. One more thing. So in the next couple of days, we'll be looking for our poem that we're going to do tonight. And it's going to be interesting since we're not drinking, how creative we're going to be sober. So, <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.